Welcome to the Let's Talk Life in Lockdown podcast from the University of Edinburgh and Edinburgh Students Association, keeping us together and sharing experiences in this extraordinary period of social distancing. I'm Harriet Harris, the University Chaplain, and today I'm talking to Anthony Newton, Senior Lecturer and Senior Tutor in the School of Geosciences. Anthony talks about the changes that lockdown is bringing within his school from missing the chats by the kettle that often lead to important information and discoveries, through replanning activities when all the field trips are cancelled, to rethinking multiple possible scenarios for how the next academic year might look. We get insights from Anthony into how students and staff are staying connected, and we hear about a new meeting point for researchers in Northern Climes, the cafe at the end of the universe. Anthony, thanks ever so much for joining me uh, this afternoon for this conversation. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yes, I'm Anthony Newton and I'm a senior lecturer and a senior personal tutor in geography in the School of Geosciences. Thanks, Anthony. And I believe that you had um, a nice celebration for a student yesterday. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, uh, there's a student, a PhD student in uh, in geosciences. Uh, she passed a viva yesterday. Um, it was on glaciations in Patagonia in South America and she had a a remote viva obviously at this yes because what's going on so everyone was in their in their own homes but she got minor corrections so we had a big um, sort of zoom get together um, after um, the viva when everyone had a drink and we we toasted her and congratulations we just turned into a really nice discussion about what everyone was doing there was about maybe 15 people at it I think it was just a really nice opportunity to catch up as well so it was nice for her um and it was also just nice for everyone to see everyone as well absolutely so you were able to have a a sort of celebratory drink together over zoom because she had passed her her phd yeah we did yeah Yeah. it was great it was just very very nice so there were some people that i hadn't seen for weeks (laughs) yeah Um, so it was just great it was great it was very nice we even we talked about all sorts of stuff from uh, bird cams of e- golden eagles in Latvia to things happening in Edinburgh and what people were doing to cope with social isolation and things as well. So it was it was a it was a really nice thing to do. Yeah, that sounds amazing. So there there are people all over the world, are they in this this group of fifteen? Yeah, yeah so there were there were people in um, uh, most people were in Edinburgh, um, uh-huh. but then we did ask actually one person. Uh, asked where where you know are you, are you in paris and the person was in paris so what's interesting is you don't know where people are um so they could be anywhere so some people have gone home some are still in edinburgh um so there are people that i yeah i don't know where some some people are because i've forgotten to ask uh, you sort of assume that they're in edinburgh but obviously they may not be there's a there's a funny way of uh that, that in some ways we're more together but we've got the social distance the physical distance yeah, and I think um, in some ways there are some people I see more now, um, although virtually, than I did when I was in the university. So we have social um, several times a week. We have a sort of social uh, get together with our research group. In fact, there's another, there's actually a meeting this afternoon within that group as well. Um, and it was certainly early, early on in the lockdown, there was there, we were seeing people. We're getting meetings every day, which is something we wouldn't normally have done. Uh, no. So actually, in some ways, there are some people I've seen more than I would um, sort of postgrads and uh, some staff members um, seeing them more often than I would when we were actually in the uh, in the university. 
That's nice, isn't it? It's sort of an unexpected direction that's taken. Yeah. And is that a sense of needing to, 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 to increase the sense of connectivity or increase levels of support? Yeah, I think so, because I think some people are really isolated. So some people... Some people have flatmates. Some people are living by themselves, so they're not really seeing anyone. Um, and I think there is a. It is important to to have that social contact. Um, so we often aren't talking about work; we're just having a chat about anything. Um, so I think I think that is an important thing, and it's it's been good. I think it's really important because if you can talk about anything, then you can talk about anything, really. <laughs> yeah, you know. yeah. We've also been um, with the research group that I. Um, work with uh, across the North Atlantic. So my research is mainly based in Iceland. Um, and I work with a lot with, arche- with archaeologists and historians. And, you know, I'm doing the physical science. I look at volcanic ash layers and soil erosion and people's in- impact on the environments in settlement. And um, one thing we've been doing on Fridays is um, a colleague who lives in Quebec has been organising, a, 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 he calls it restaurant. At, no, it's a cafe at the end of the universe named after um restaurant at the end of the universe uh and at five o'clock their time which is about 10 o'clock our time now with the clocks changing uh we just all get together there's a group of us get together different people uh on fridays not everyone can can, can make it so there are people in greenland iceland uh wow. america canada and again that's something that we would not normally do and um mm. so i'm seeing those people more than i would normally as well yeah that sounds incredible also sounds like the true north yes <laughs> no it's <laughs> the true good north meet at the cafe at the end of the universe yes indeed it's and it's a really nice it's been really good and of course you can see see inside people's houses and she's always quite yeah. uh, interesting as well <laughs> unless they change their backgrounds well we've been doing that a lot on zoom actually <laughs> with um people that seems to have died down a bit now um the excitement of being able to do that um yeah has, uh, quite fun. yeah has eased <laughs> So Anthony, you've got you wear various um, hats really in your academic role, and I wondered what ha- what you have found um, the most challenging in terms of uh, the the teaching, research, supervising, you know, the, the roles that you play in your school. What have you found most challenging about this pandemic lockdown? I don't know. Think about what's challenging about it. I, I guess missing missing individual interactions so mm-hmm. I was someone who tended not to work at home so I very rarely worked at home I know there are other people that work at home a lot so I was always in the building uh, in geography in Drummond Street I was a frequent visitor to the office because that's where the kettle was for making cups of tea yeah. but that yeah. allowed you to have those um, conversations with people in the office so the you know the office staff that really you know run everything really um, and uh from those conversations, which are often nonsense, you know, not nonsense, but, you know, they're about your cat and the weather and whatever's happening in the world. Mm. Um, mm. Out of those conversations, often important things might be discussed that you may not have mentioned if you hadn't been having the sort of silly conversation. Yeah. Um, so that's one thing that I've found quite difficult is that um, those sort of conversations can, can't, it can't be the same by doing it remotely, even though we do keep in touch and we're quite good at doing that. So I think that's the most challenging thing is just missing that social interaction with colleagues that you yeah. saw a lot. Yeah. Um, teaching wise was interesting because I guess my courses, um, one of my courses, we finished uh, the te- the proper teaching finished in week eight. 
And then we were going to have a field trip in week 10 and an introduction to that field trip in week nine um, for an an honours option. And none of that really counted towards the final mark. So for that course, all the proper teaching finished before the um before the course you know yeah it finished before the university closed really for face-to-face teaching right. so that wasn't really affected right. so we managed to continue we gave a sort of collaborate online lecture and things which seemed to work quite well but of course the attendance wasn't that great and you know that's one thing that I've noticed when we've been having sort of uh, revision meetings is that um although we email students to say that these things are on and we do record them um the actual live meetings don't really i don't think really work that well in that people en- engagement for quite understandable reasons because people have got other worries and all sorts of things has dropped off quite a lot um so that's one thing that has been difficult um so hopefully there are exams coming up and of course the university has its no detriment rule and things as well so people shouldn't shouldn't be too adversely affected and and they may actually do quite well um, I think the, again, it's that sort of, uh, I think the sort of face-to-face aspect of teaching, although we have a lot of tools now for doing online teaching, um, I still think that's really important um, and something that obviously isn't happening at the moment. Mm. So, so you think that's seeing the face-to-face, yeah. Yeah, I, th- I, I actually enjoy teaching and seeing students and things, and that's just something that we're not doing at the moment uh, and we can't do. Um, no. However, we are still keeping in touch and we're still able to have conversations. And I guess it's a good thing it's happening now rather than 10 or 20 years ago when I know yes. we wouldn't have been able to do any of this. It would have been so no. much more difficult. Yes. Hard to imagine what would happen. I suppose things would just have to close down. Maybe things be set. Things could be sent by email, but um, it would be Yeah. So the fact that we're able to have meetings where we are able to still teach. Um, some yeah. people are already doing this. Um you know, if you think about the way the Open University works and um, there are online master's courses and there's all sorts of, you know, a lot of online teaching that was being done anyway. And we've, were a lot of us were really unprepared. I think that's the thing because we just ignored it. So we've been forced to engage with it. And this will have positive aspects, I think, mm. for teaching in the future. Yeah. But I think we should also remember that face-to-face activity is preferable in many cases. Uh, so keep that a, where you can, yeah. Yeah, I but, think so. But not the best prepared for the online. Because we're going to be moving forward to a sort of blended model for the time being, aren't we? Uh, yes. I mean, who knows? We don't know what September will look like, but it's... And which it brings me on like. to a meeting <laughs> yeah. I'm having this afternoon, which is the most difficult right. thing for me, is yeah. it being in geography where we have lots of field trips. Mm. And we are assuming that um, there are field trips which are ha- which are about to happen, which won't be happening. And we're, 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 we are planning for them not happening in September as well. Yeah. So um, we're thinking, well, how do you, you replace um, a week's field trip to Snowdonia, or a, which I take, or a sort of two-week field trip to Iceland? So you, you can't easily replace those. However, because of technology, there are an awful lot of online tools for virtual field trips. So that's something that we've been investigating. And over the summer, we'll be doing a lot of work on that. So I think from teaching point of view, that's probably the most challenging thing within geography is the fact that we do, it's the reason I did geography, is field trips, which are fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah, sure. And it's trying to sort of at least try and replicate some of the aspects of the field trip in a virtual form. So I think from a teaching point of view, that's 
it's not something that's really a problem at the moment. hasn't been a problem for the last few weeks, but will be a problem if we look ahead. And of course, we have no idea what's going to be happening in the autumn, you know, whether, you know, it will be relatively normal or there'll be some sort of, we are doing face-to-face teaching, but some things won't be able to happen. Uh, or maybe we will be doing a lot more remote teaching. So we're having to sort of plan for all of these possible options, or as you said, the sort of blended type of approach. Mm. And the contingency planning is interesting at the moment, isn't it? Because we're all we're all doing contingency planning, not knowing <laughs> what things are going to look like at all. So I suppose it's needing a plan B, C, D. Yeah, exactly. So that's what we were asked to do for this. So we've got a meeting this afternoon and I had to write a document that said for my Wales trip, what are the options? So the options were normality, which nothing changes other than the usual revisions to courses and things. Or, you know, we're in Edinburgh, but we, for example, we could do local field trips. Maybe we're we're allowed to do field trips in Edinburgh. Maybe we're not allowed to do that. You know, maybe we're in Edinburgh, but can't do field trips. But maybe we're not in Edinburgh. Maybe we're still... teaching remotely so there's all these different levels to sort of plan for yeah and what you don't want to do is spend a huge amount of time on something that is really unlikely but equally you don't want to be caught out Mm. uh, as well so it's it's a difficult um thing to do Mm. yeah so it's quite a lot of time in contingency planning but you also need the time for the actual work as well the converting teaching onto online um continuing with the support of personal tutors and of students yeah, and also so making that- sh- yeah so making sure that um students are informed so we've had uh, we've been doing group meetings with uh, dan swanson who's the head of the geography degree program so we've been doing group meetings with students in years mm-hmm. uh, to pass on inf- information to make sure they're informed about changes to exams to the um assessments the way that so for example the you know, the exams were cancelled for pre-honours students. Mm, so explain yeah. what that means to them. Um, you know, the implications for field trips, the implications for dissertations, the no detriment rule, which is, um, although it's, it is really good, um, obviously the students are very concerned that their marks may suffer and we're trying to reassure them that's, that, won't, that won't happen. Mm. Um, but also just making sure that they're just informed of changes to online exams. So the, obviously there's no traditional uh, exams happening in, anymore mm. and trying to make sure that they have all the information that they need. So we put together a, um, a sort of document which sort of goes through what we expect from a, say, a 48-hour exam, which and that's obviously very different from a two-hour exam. Um, so we're just trying to make sure that students feel comfortable with um, what's expected of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I think it, I think they tend, to, I think they're okay. But I do worry that we we don't know. You know, students aren't necessarily fully. All of them are engaging with this, so we're not always sure that everyone's getting all the information. No, it's not possible to know that fully, is it? No. So when you say you're holding group meetings, are you doing online Teams things or are you doing... Sort so of for a, those ones, we've been using email. Collaborate. Oh, Collaborate, on, of course. Yeah, on Learn, which yeah. um, seems to work pretty well, actually. So we have you know we have a online meetings. We set up some rules that everyone turns the video cameras off and, uh, you know, people... Yeah. It's interesting. Students, the first meeting we did, students seemed really happy to use the... Actually put the hand up, use the hand up thing. And, oh, yeah. and yeah. mostly we're happy to speak. But the last few ones that we've been doing, people have just been using the chat function to ask questions, which, of course, is completely fine. Yeah. Um, so 
and it seems to work quite well in the last meeting although probably less than half the class turned up uh, there was a you know most people are asking questions and you can say you know any you know and it did seem to work quite well mm. so mm. that system the collaborate system on learn does seem to work fairly well actually um for that and you can record it as well so you can record the session and then you can make that available for people to watch afterwards oh, they... yeah because there will be some who will prefer to to listen to it on their own later won't they yeah and you know some people might not, might not be able to connect they may have um you know technical problems yeah. you know one or two might have slept in there's always that possibility <laughs> could possibly have happened yeah <laughs> an, an outside possibility yeah <laughs> um can you tell us a bit about um, how you're finding it yourself being, uh, you know, being at home, um, being where it is that you're living? Yeah, uh, so I'm, yeah, yeah so I, I'm, I live in Peebles, which is, I'm very lucky to live in Peebles. So it's in, very nice, yeah. in the middle of the Scotch borders on the River Tweed. So I, um, one thing that I am trying to do is to, well, one thing I did actually was made sure my, I've got an office because I'm, quite into photography so i've got a nice computer and i've got a desk but it was a bit of a mess <laughs> so, um, yeah. i decided that i needed to tidy up the office so that's the first thing i did actually was make sure that i had a nice space to work in um so my my office isn't always a tidy it's, it's not terrible but uh, at work um but it, i think it made a difference actually having a nice space to work in actually um so that's one thing that i did and um I guess if I'm not doing my photography things, I'm not in this room. So this, I know I've been reading about these things about trying to separate work from mm. non-work. And of course, yeah. it's really hard if you don't have a spare room or you don't have an office to work in to actually do that. But I think that's quite a good thing. Um, so working from home has been been okay. Uh, I, I'm not convinced I'm as productive as I am when I'm at work because when you're at work, you tend to just work. Whereas if you're at home... Um, it's also been very easy, especially early on in the in the sort of um, shutdown, to be very distracted by the news. Yeah. So that was one thing that I found I spent a lot of time looking at the news rather than doing work, um, and that's got less uh, with time actually. Um, but yeah, you know, I'm not I'm not convinced. I I thought I would be, oh, this would be a chance to get a lot of work done, and I'm I am working, <laughs> uh, and I try and have a routine as well. Just sort of start work at nine o'clock and or maybe a bit earlier and then work through to five or a bit after or something. So, you know, that, you know, I, I am doing that. Um, but I'm, I'm not really convinced that I'm really working at, yeah, but I think a lot of people probably feel like that. Um, I think they do because we're also not um, benefiting from getting the energy from each other at work because when you're no. at work, there's the energy of it, isn't there? Um, and when you're at home, um You've got to find all your own energy yourself, but there's also so many other things. And, and not only are there possible distractions, but there are actual things that need doing. And you do yeah. need to be able to go out and get food. And you do, you know, and all of those things that are about basically keeping life going, That yeah. that's taking up quite a lot of our time at the moment, I think. Yeah, I think so. There are some plus sides as well. So I've um, been trying to get exercise. So I've been going for walks to places that I haven't been to or haven't been to for a, a, a long time. It's been nice seeing spring come, so you see the changes happening. Because you're repeatedly going out for for a walk every day, and you sort of, you know, have lots of options, which I'm very lucky to have. But um, if you go back, sort of two weeks later, and it's changed because you're two weeks further into spring. So 
I think Isn't that nice? uh, from that point of view, it's been that's been really good actually. That's been a really good mm. aspect of what's been happening is that I've been discovering places or rediscovering places that I hadn't been to for a long time. That's lovely, isn't it? And also being just being able to be attuned to uh, the seasons and, and yeah. the little, you know, the weekly normally changes. I just get a, on a bus and travel into Edinburgh um, and you come home, you know, getting the bus takes an hour, about an hour. So if you get the bus at half five or six o'clock, you come back, you have your tea and then you settle, you know, you know, yeah. then, you don't want to, then you don't want to do anything. So I think, no. you know, I've, you know, I've been, you know, I have discovered more of back where I live um than i would normally so i mean that's been good that's been a really nice thing and i was going to as nice that you talk about discovery because i was i was about to ask you are there things you've discovered that you wouldn't have discovered otherwise are there any other sort um, of aspects of life or things about yourself or things you like doing no i think that's the main thing about being here is just been um yeah just discovering more of the local my, my local environment that uh and things that i um yeah just to maybe appreciating it more i think because mm. I've, I've lived here for nearly 30 years so i've been lovely i've lived here a long time um and it always very familiar so i've been going to places that are not familiar even though they're just nearby which is which yeah. is quite nice isn't that wonderful so that's the uh that's the plus side to being kept local isn't it that you yeah discover your locality yeah, and I, I've uh, uh, there are people in Edinburgh I know who've discovered um, golf courses that don't have any golfers on. People wandering around the the coastline or docks of Leith and discovered they're really interesting places to go for a walk. And um, so there's a lot of people discovering local. I think that's a lot of people have discovered a lot about their local places and maybe appreciating them more than they did. Um, Anthony, thanks so much uh, for talking this afternoon. It's been really good. I hugely appreciate it. That's fine. I enjoyed it. Okay. For the latest university COVID-19 advice and news, go to the University of Edinburgh website and you'll find all the links you need at the top of the homepage. If you would like to discuss any issues affecting you from this podcast or would like welfare support during lockdown, you can contact the university's listening service by emailing listening.service at ed.ac.uk. The listening service is run by the chaplaincy and is for all Edinburgh students and staff.